Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 248. My name is Colin Hearn, and with me this week, the basic bitches wear that shit, so I don't even bother. I put that on my partner. I put that on my family, Rich Walker. Hello. <laughs> I smoke a million Swisher blunts, and I ain't never coming down, bitch. You ain't no Barbie. I see you work at Arby's Alice Bell. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> lyrics from a song? Lyrics from a song. Is indeed. it from that song that plays over the... Um, oh, she's a clever one. The Karma is a Bitch. Oh, she's a clever one, yes. Uh, Rich, are you, fam- are you familiar with Karma is a Bitch? Because I wasn't until the weekend. Wait, what? Karma is so a Bitch, no. So it was huge in China. I looked this it's, up. It's a, Chin- like, a Chinese meme that has come over here somehow. And there's an app... It's it's from so. Are you aware of a television program called Riverdale? Yes, Which so that's is on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, right. And one of the characters in that, I don't know the full extent. Of I this think it's in the first season, and she she says there's a bit where she says like, "Karma right. is a bitch." I've and, never watched uh, it, but it's about cheerleaders, right? Karma's bitch. Uh, no, I, it's I'm not. not sure. No, it's no? it's uh, <laughs> it's based on the uh, card the the kind of strip cartoon strip Riverdale with like uh, Jughead and Archie uh, and that, but like they're all yeah. sexy and murdering each other and shit. Anyway, it's pretty good. Uh, okay. It's not school, but it's good. Um, <laughs> and in the first season, this character says Karma's a bitch, and uh, there's now this somehow like like many memes. If you try too hard, it just doesn't mm. work. So this makes no sense. So they lip sync to her saying calm as a bitch mm-hmm. and then like, w- and they're not wearing any makeup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when they're done saying calm as a bitch, that song drops and yeah. then they do like a cut to them looking really hot. But there's oh. like a, f- a towel or a cloth or whatever is okay. like flicked in front of the camera. Yeah. So I've seen loads of gifs of people doing this, but with the sound off. Yeah. So ah. I've not got the calm as a bitch bit. I've That's just got people. I would have gone over the opening bit here. I'm like, uh, yeah, I know what it looks like in silence. Callum mm. handed his own version of it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which I, I thought said, was you know, very funny. Got to get on the the meme train. <laughs> so I said, "Camera's a bitch and put a towel on my head." Because that was that's good. That was my understanding <laughs> oh, okay. of of the meme. That's <laughs> excellent. On to the news this week, and Microsoft are making waves, apparently. Rumour, etc. Rumour has it. Mm. Uh, because the Polygon reported Microsoft, some uh, reliable sources close to Microsoft, uh, telling them that uh, the big green company in, where is it, Seattle, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, are interested in purchasing a number of different companies. So this is where the rumour gets a little bit iffy, right? Because So yeah. Microsoft are interested, apparently, rumour, supposedly, other words basically mean the same thing, in picking up either Electronic Arts, Valve, or PUBG Corp. So apparently this is yeah. because of their, um, their exclusives situation. So obviously Sony has oh. got all the um they've Sony's got you know the the Detroit they've got uh, Detroit got a war Spider-Man Days Gone Days Gone they've got loads of Last shit Last of Us too Yeah uh, all yeah. all that kind of in the works and Microsoft doesn't have that many exclusive they've got what they've got Sea of Thieves Crackdown Crackdown 3 uh, I mean, they're the only <laughs> so, something else. Like surely. there, there will be another Gears of War. There will be yeah. another Halo. Uh, but like other than that, yeah. mm. we don't really know. Uh, and we'll talk about. There's a, a connecting story which we we'll yeah, talk yeah. about in a minute. So apparently, uh, Big Philly, Big Philly Pimpin has uh, it's been promoted again, and uh, along with that promotion, they've been like fucking sort out the exclusives. Um. And so they're not going to buy all of these companies, but I guess they're sort of looking at what companies can we buy that will mm-hmm. bolster yeah. our exclusive. So I think, for example, like PUBG would be kind of a natural mm. I was gonna say takeover that. for them. Yeah, it already, sounds most plausible yeah, as well. Yeah, working in partnership the with them. Yeah. But there are, also, there are also whispers that they're trying to, uh, to get yay, <laughs> which I, I think might be too big. Yeah. Well, like I mean Microsoft clearly aren't wanting for cash, you know? No, they have they have they have a decent amount of it. But when you compare this rumor to their most recent big gaming acquisition which is Mojang, uh they bought Mojang for 2 and a half billion and EA are valued at 35, which is quite a jump. 
Like, you know, I've never seen yeah. a billion in cash, but 35 sounds like a lot more than two and a half. Yeah. But which would be more, or what, what company is more valuable to Microsoft? Well, I mean, EA would be great, but 35 billion, Jesus, I mean... But do you, do you not think Valve will be more more valuable? Well, well, I, Valve, like, I, surely with Valve, like, unless Valve are going to go, we'll give you the name and our properties, and we're going to, like, we'll, we'll hang on to Steam. Steam. I can't, because oh, Valve, I don't, Valve yeah, don't make yeah. games anymore. It's true, Essentially. Yeah. What was the last game they made? Was it Dota or Do- something? Dota 2 yeah. was... Was that the last official release it would have been wouldn't hey, it hey I tell you what if Microsoft did buy Valve and their game IP Half-Life 3 could happen <laughs> imagine true, that yeah. I bet they, if they did they would definitely spaff out a Half-Life 3 oh definitely and it would be sure. shite but would <laughs> I mean they could yeah they could purchase Valve and maybe Steam along with it and uh, what, what's it called the Microsoft Game Store like that yeah, that yeah. could be all moulded into one mm-hmm. yeah I think of the ones that have been talked about, I think PUBG is the most likely. Yeah. Because yes. they're sort of, yeah, yeah. they've got their, their kind of well, finger in that pie. Actually, when you think about it, I mean, I don't know what that's valued at, but I can imagine I suppose, it's quite quite yeah. a considerable amount. Do, yeah, and maybe if you like, add a bit on top of it, like, like say you buy an Electronic yeah. Arts, right? The amount mm. of games you get with that. Uh, like, volume-wise, yeah. EA is the one to go with here. I can't imagine PUBG Corp costs as much as EA. And also, no, they're I... kind of a one-game studio at the moment, right? What? Yeah, exactly. PUBG... The clue, clue is in the name. Yeah, PUBG yeah, exactly. Corp would be... Yeah. I think it would be much closer to your 2.5. I mean, I obviously know yeah. a lot about how much different games companies Don't, value. Someone will tell us that we're... Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like you Please can't... correct us on all these things by not... emailing podcast at videogamer.com. <laughs> it's not like you can't get PUBG on the Xbox and whatever well, that's already. Why, that's why so, I think it would be a natural move. What would they be them? getting for their money though? PUBG, the, one of the most yeah, successful yeah, games. No, what I'm like, saying is they already have PUBG. Yeah, no, so. but they, they're not. Yeah, but they're gonna like re- reap all the rewards the, the if they ownership. own it. Mm, like we a fucking license to print money at the moment, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Although well, uh, yeah. the current owner, whose name I can't remember, um, d- does go off a lot about wanting to make movies Brendan, and like Brendan Green, that guy. No, he does, he's not. He's not the, the owner. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the head of Blue Hole. He he's um, want to make uh, a global property with yeah, movies oh, and yeah. fucking action figures, and he's mm-hmm. he's like well happy about having PUBG so I don't know if he'd give it up mm. I mean it's although to be fair if someone offered me you know 2.5 billion for anything I'd probably yeah and with the clout of Microsoft behind you you could make your movie if, if Phil Spencer was like mm-hmm. listen Alice we've we loved some of the stuff your husband's been doing with his keynote presentations about you not buying enough Cadbury Flakes mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we want to offer you 2.5 billion for him I'd be like fill your boots yeah. Jim, yeah. you're moving to Seattle. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, but you, as you say, Alice, they do need exclusives mm-hmm. uh, because they don't have any. No, okay. Like you look at last year, it was Cuphead, F- Cuphead and Forza. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Cuphead and Forza. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're talking console exclusives. Forza, mm-hmm. full on exclusive. But Cuphead, you could get that on Steam if you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, they they need more of their own properties. Now, yeah. that does bring us on to the next story, which is quite the interesting one, I feel. Right. Because Xbox Game Pass will now be getting all new releases from the, what is it, the 9th of March? When is Sea of Thieves coming out? Let me check my... 20th of March, Sea of Thieves. 20th of March. So, yeah. Sea of Thieves... Is going to be, yeah, it's going, it's coming out on the 20th of March and you can just, you can buy that if you want by itself. Or if you are an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, you will get, see, uh, you will get Sea of Thieves with that. You, you, it's not in your north, lads. <laughs> no, I'm sure you're shuffling through <laughs> man- manically. I thought you might have slipped in at the end there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like other games that, that will be coming to Xbox Game Passes was announced via the Xbox Wire. Like mm-hmm. State of Decay 2, Crackdown 3, and... The next Halo and the next and, Gears of War, he said. Yeah, quote, future unannounced yeah. games from Microsoft Studios, including new iterations of our biggest Xbox One exclusive franchises, such as Halo, Forza, and Gears of War, on the same day that they launch. That's like pretty this, good, isn't it? An Xbox Game Pass for 12 months sets you back $60. So the price of a game. Yeah. And you like this, this is play where hundreds. We're always banged on about the Netflix model. And yeah. 
who would be the first to to really grab a hold of that? Because it's all well and good to have, uh, say, a big library of older yeah. games like like Nintendo. Uh, I can't remember what's the thing that they'll be uh, bringing launching. Oh, I can't the remember cardboard. Uh, no, not not the cardboard <laughs> yeah. thing, but the the, uh, oh, yeah, the PlayStation the Plus like um, thing. I yeah. can't remember what it is. Um, but like, yeah, Nintendo in terms of mm. a back catalogue would just be unbelievable. But uh, yeah, whoever does it with new shit, yeah, and with big big games, yeah, like you see it. I don't think Games with Gold has ever done it. Like PlayStation Plus, you have seen new games launch yeah. on the oh, service. Oh, no, Games with Gold have done it too. Have they? Yeah, they have, yeah. They did it with uh, Van Helsing 3 last mo- uh, earlier this month. So not big, big not big, big games. games. <laughs> but still, la- yeah, they've I mean, launched games. Yeah, and I suppose, look, Rocket League-wise, like, who could have ever predicted yeah, that? Because yeah. when you take Rocket League out of the mix and PlayStation Plus, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't Would know. Would it have been as successful? Mm, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I did, t- to me, this is... I think this is huge. I thought Sony would have got there first with PlayStation Now, you know. I would have thought that 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 established uh, library and everything. But I think, yeah, launching games on... Because yeah, that, that is the, like going to be the, the the like the only the only place mm. to watch Narcos is on Netflix. The only place to watch Riverdale is on Netflix. Yeah, like yeah, here yeah. are the, the new things. It's not just all the old films because like. You know, it, it's like remasters and remakes, and one we'll talk about later. Like we. Generally, people want to see things that they haven't before and experience new experiences. And if Xbox Game Pass can give them that, which I suppose it will, yeah. for the price of a single game. Do you like, think they're going to put the price up, though, if they start doing that? Well, they haven't mentioned it. but I mean, surely they would have mentioned it with this. Like, oh, they would have said, here's here's what we're, we're doing with Xbox Game Pass going forward. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm sure you'll understand mm. that we now have to make it 100 a year. Yeah. Or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, but, it, I, do you know, I, I think once your price is set, it's very hard to bring it up. Again, Netflix have done it incrementally. Mm. Um, but like, I, I don't, would why do you think that sixty is maybe too fair of a price on the customer? What, it seems and Microsoft like a, are cutting off their nose to spite their face. It seems like a hell of a deal. I mean, essentially, you, you wouldn't have to go out and buy a game again for the Xbox because if if all the new well, not not third well, party, no, I mean is, first party games. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So yeah, any first party exclusive, if it's on Game Pass day and date, there's no incentive to go out and buy it really right mm. so i don't know i mean ea access have been doing it as well in a way i suppose with the the trials you can't play the full game but you can and again you can play the full game like this is this is promising you that the, the full like game, sea of yeah. thieves start to finish yeah work away i suppose there isn't really a finish in that but like until yeah. you've finished your time with <laughs> yeah, it yeah you can play it, it, with, it, with, it with seems this, like a hell of a deal it does seem good would this coax you into like forking over yeah. $60 a year I, I think so if it's sort of consistently done then the problem is like so with Netflix you'll always you'll be you know you'll be, we have a look and see what's on Netflix darling and then you scroll through and you spend like an hour trying to f- figure out what you're going to watch <laughs> and that's kind of enhanced more with the game because then you choose what you want and then you have to spend like so first of all you have to choose what game you want to play and then you have to wait for it to download as well and and then, but that's yeah. when at that point it's tea time. But, and like. <laughs> but that's when you're browsing Netflix, though. Like if you're going, uh, I watch. Give me another show that's on Netflix. The Good Place. There you go. Okay, you like I <laughs> watch The Good things. Place. I watch Stranger Things. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I know the new episodes come on every Wednesday. I'm going on Wednesday night, and I'm watching that. Because that is so like right. with that, I like Gears of War five. I can't wait to play Gears of War five. It is out on the twentieth of September. I'm going to like that's why I have like but, I. Yeah, but then, for, for instance, I have Netflix for I don't have it for all shit. I don't care about that. I have it for the new things that I want to watch. Right, but like games, like it depends on what games coming out. Right, it depends on what exclusives they will have, which I guess leads back to the first story. Yeah. Because I don't think they have that many that I would be that interested in. But I do think games day and date on Game Pass in in general terms is very interesting and mm, kind of yeah, good. Definitely. Well, if they do pick up EA, one of their exclusives would be Anthem, but not this year. Next year. <laughs> all right? Yeah. Uh, I know we all thought autumn this year we'd be 
flying in our spaceships or whatever the fuck did any of us think jumping around with jetpacks and stuff i certainly did not like any anything that's given a next year release date now especially if it's one of the bigger things i'm always like "Eh." also also again it's been quite quiet since announcement as well (laughs) uh the the scheduled autumn 2018 release date was apparently quote never realistic according to a source that was speaking to Kotaku why say it then uh, well you know Rich um, I, I don't think Spider-Man's coming out this year no neither do I Spider-Man's getting pushed yeah probably uh, continue sorry um, so yeah Anthem is I, I think everyone is aware that this is a big game for Bioware mm-hmm. even like m- much more so than EA uh, and the future of Bioware but this uh, report that Kotaku did um, it kind of I don't know it makes it feel like Anthem is maybe a bit do or die for the studio don't I'm worried I'm going to stick my fingers in my ears I'm very worried I'm concerned <laughs> no yeah. more Dragon Ages uh, there's been plenty of uh, yeah it's, it's been in development hell a little bit at times uh, there at, at one at one time in development, apparently, a uh, source told Kotaku that uh, there was a thought process that this game is screwed. Um, but it's you know it's been it's been it's been bumpy along the way, but apparently they've got it on track. Uh, but yeah, a v- very very important game clearly for for yeah, Bioware. Yeah. But why like, why why do you say that? Do you, do you not think that Anthem will will be the the savior that they expect it to be? No. <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I hope it is, obviously, but like Bioware is like probably one of the biggest like single player sh- studios that consistently cranks out these these very strong, very big single player games, like you know Mass Effect and, and Dragon Age being the the key ones there. Mm-hmm. And EA is not a single player company, really. And I think it's it's kind of looking at this sort of destiny to kind of, um, you know, generating revenue over time, fucking loot crate Star Wars bullshit mm-hmm. thing. And like, I, I have I have faith in Bioware to be able to make a good game, but I don't think it'll be a like game changing save the studio thing. And we know that EA will just shut down studios and move people around. You can't shut down Bioware, surely, surely not. I mean, can they not? Like, Mass Effect Andromeda didn't didn't go down too well. And, I mean, mm. Visceral, like, a lot of people would have said that about Visceral. Well, that's, mm, I don't know. Don't I, I, genuinely, I, I, I think, you think as, that, as I, many would have said that about Visceral. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I, I feel like Bioware had bigger franchises than Visceral. I, they just need, just remaster Mass Effect. Everything will be fine. Oh, yeah. like, people <laughs> that, fucking... Yeah. Pay you a lot of money to get a, a remaster. Yeah, that would rake in some or a some remake bucks. of of the Mass Effects. Certainly one and two. Or they could uh, remaster Knights of the Old Republic. Everyone oh, likes yeah, that. remaster yeah. Kotor. That'd be great. I don't think you're allowed to touch any of the the Star Wars. Oh yeah, no. To be fair, beforehand. like though, yeah, um, they don't count anymore. You're not oh, allowed to talk course. about them. Yeah, they're not canon anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, but if Anthem is a flop, I don't know. Will you get to play Dragon Age Four, Alice? Which still hasn't. It's, Still hasn't been officially announced. It's getting ridiculous. But it's happening. Yet, yet the executive producer on Dragon Age Four, or what, if, like whatever it will be called, right, the fourth Dragon Age, mm, the uh, next Inquisition, uh, on Twitter was, you know, basically saying that yeah, it's <laughs> it's being made. Yeah, uh, it's a very very strange strange one to be honest. Now Kotaku have apparently uh, snuffed out that this Dragon Age Four will have some form of live elements yeah. to the game. Yeah. Boo! Well, Casey Hudson uh, said what that meant, and he said it's just a way of expanding the storytelling after the main narrative is over. So wow. you still get your single-player experience, then you have this live element afterwards. It sounds like maybe, I don't know, some sort of meta game, perhaps? I mean, it's... It's fairly ridiculous that they have an official... Well, I guess it's not, because maybe they're scared that it's never going to be out because the studio will be closed. But um, it like people have been talking about it and acknowledging that it exists and they're working on it for like a year now. Mm. For just a ridiculous... So there was Alexis Kennedy who uh, created Sunless 
Pisces. Sí, sí. Sí. Um, and uh, he talked about being a racer on it in an interview and said, like, I'm working on, you know, Dragon Age. And then, like, <laughs> and then they had to sort of say, like, well, he didn't say, like, Dragon Age 4. It could be some other Dragon Age thing technically uh and then like i think someone else said in an interview was on the podcast 1099 um someone at bioware said like it's no secret that we're working on dragon age (laughs) yep (laughs) and now mark darrow his producer who who tweets out like teasy shit all the time Mm. all the time has said like yeah people are working on anthem and dragon age Mm-hmm. There you go. But I think that like a while ago there was some rumor that it could be like not a full Dragon Age game, but like a tower defense thing or something. I don't Ew, know where I can't remember no. that or some sort of something like that. But that was a like fucking ages and ages ago. It's probably not the case. <laughs> Nobody wants that. No, exactly. So and it, like with the other stuff they said about the live elements and story mm. and things, like it's happening. Would that turn so, you off? What the live elements? Yeah. But potentially, I mean, it depends what they are, right? Well, if they're mm-hmm. post game. And you don't have to. Yeah. So when you if see it's a, like a post game, well, like was that's that's what Casey Hudson basically implied that you do your main story, then this live element is there to continue the storytelling if you want it at the end. Yeah. So. So yeah. like after the main story was done in Inquisition, you could go back and keep exploring the areas and doing wrapping up other quests that weren't main story dependent yeah. and stuff like that. I mean. And then the like, DLC um, kind of closed it off. Like, what if it's like it? um, I would Shadow of Wars, Shadow Wars thing? Because that was... Maybe. Could be what, something... Ex- explain to me what that is. Well, there's a kind of end game to Shadow of Wars. Yeah, they got really grindy. That was one of the bits I didn't yeah, like. Yeah, same here. Yeah, where it kind of um, draws things out when you have to keep retaking and defending your forts for quite a stretch. But is, is Live Elements not to do with other players? I take that as well, like um, I mean, well, like a watchdogs th- type of someone infiltrating yeah, your I mean, world like or that kind souls of, like, or whatever. I just can't be asked with that kind of stuff. Or I just it's like, it join, drop in on someone else's, you know, group up in a team of four and mm-hmm, do yeah. a dungeon. <laughs> if it's optional, I don't mind. If it's not optional, uh, Well, there'll yeah. be at least one quest introducing how you do it when that, yeah, Anyway. I don't know. One game I can tell you is definitely coming out is Rust. After four years Ugh. of being in early access, December 2013, just over four years, uh, Rust is getting an official release on the 8th of February. Um, it, uh, yeah, you'll be able to buy Rust and not have the little blue early access tag thing May. on its store page. Um, so uh, Face Punch, the studio behind Rust, said uh, on the announcement, don't think of this as us claiming that the game is done. Think of this as us saying that if Early Access didn't exist, we'd have released the game on Steam by now. Um, I don't understand what so that means. We, yeah, we're, well, so I, I, I have a few opinions on that, so I'll get on to that in a second, right? So this means that, again, another quote was, uh, this will be making the development more stable. Uh, they won't be rushing in features and fixes that end up breaking something else. Um, if you want to, you will be able to purchase two different editions uh, of uh, of Rust. One will have, I think, is it daily? Yeah, one will have fewer updates uh, and one will have like daily updates, I believe. Um, and the price is also going from $20 to 35 So my issue with this is is my issue with early access. What is early access? Yeah. Because in, to, I suppose, use a phrase we were talking about there, about live, like, to you, mm. like, when looking at a live game that is always on and always, like, always updating. Yeah. When does it come out of early access? Like, technically, for Rust, on the 8th of February. But if you're, if, if the price is going up, yeah. and I'm being told, ah, look, it's not done yet. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, that's weird. It sounds like they should have maybe given it a month or two more. <laughs> As well, it's even been four more. years. I swear, it's been like, four years. Yeah, over like, a yeah. year ago, we did a news story saying, like, Rust mm. is, you know, close to full release. And then they emailed us and said, like, not at all. <laughs> oh, wow. Because <laughs> they said, like, we're working on, like, the um, the full build, basically. Was that but not easy? No, no, no. Was, there was that Rust, was it? I think it was Rust. It might have been Daisy. But it, like they were like, we're working on it next after mm. the thing we're working on right now. Right. It, like, 
lads. I don't, I don't understand what that means. So, like, the game isn't done, but we kind of have to release it. It sounds Almost like, like it's in a state that they're sort of happy with it, but like, it's even though it's not complete per se. I, I, I get it. In this day and age, every game will launch with a day one patch. Yeah. Right? So, no game is releasing, quote unquote, fully done. Yeah. More often than not. I, I genuinely couldn't tell you the last game that I. Put into a console or, yeah, put into a console and was just like, yeah, yeah, cool, work No away. updates this whatsoever. Is, <laughs> this, is, this is good to go. Yeah. So, like, I get that. But this is my issue with early access a little bit. Like, what, what, yeah. what, what's the difference from, on the 9th of February, right? What is the difference to, uh, between Ross now and then? You pay $15 more for it. <laughs> I feel like that's how this yeah. story comes across. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but I just when you're telling me that don't think of this as the game being done. Yeah, I mean, I that, just find it strange. That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? Uh, one game that will be done and probably will have a day one patch probably. Uh, is God of War. Uh, I can tell you with confidence that the game will be out on the 20th of April, because that's what Sony Mm. are saying. Uh, There will be three editions available, the Collector's Edition, Limited Edition, and Digital Deluxe Edition. And there are a number of different things available with those, like comics and statues. Oh, the statue's terrible, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, so the the statue is one with Kratos and the the boy. Atreus. I believe. Is that the name? name? Yeah. Atreus. Ah. Atreus, yeah. Is that is that a, is that a, some someone from Norse mythology? I don't, I don't know. think so. Well, I've not well heard it. the atrium is like the hall. Yeah, like, that's there, there a different is, word though. Yeah, but like it would be a, a, a it's Latinate, right? Atrius. I went to a school yeah. and studied Latin because I'm from that kind of terrible part of the world. So do you so extract do you know, any meaning? Yeah. Do you, oh, so oh, so do tell, tell us. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you could say like you know maybe he's like you know the, the entrance to like his Kratos's new life as a dad or something. Who knows? Ooh, yeah, yeah, very right. good. Alice. Thank right. you. I also have a degree that basically required that you make stuff up. So. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, excellent. That's handy. We get better. Better get writing up a story on that. Yeah, yeah. What what it means that Kratos' son is called this. Uh, but as well as that. Another big PlayStation exclusive, Spider-Man, is, and I can't tell you with this with, tell you this with confidence, sadly, is coming out on the 28th of September. Um, cool Shop, right, first of all, let's, let's do a half an hour on <laughs> cool the name shop. of Cool Shop. I reckon it's really cool in there. I reckon they sell cool stuff. I'll just leave you lads to it. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Go on. And, yeah, I, 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 see, it's a I, place I'd like to shop. It I sounds see, cool. I see Cool Shop and I think Cool Spot. Oh yeah, you know, cool spot. Yeah, yeah, who was obviously a mascot? Yeah, for seven of, up, <laughs> for seven up, and yeah. a, and and a an yeah, platformer hero. An excellent video game. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think I played the first one. I don't remember. There's a sequel. There was a sequel. I'm pretty sure there's a sequel. Fucking I think so. So we're streaming on Friday. <laughs> don't don't quote me on that. But I'm fairly I, sure. I there's wasn't a aware. But Cool Shop is apparently a Swedish retailer, mm-hmm. and uh, they're the ones that listed the 28th of September as a date for Spider-Man. Which, so you're you're obviously you're not convinced, Alice. You don't think this year for Spider-Man? No, not at all. No, uh, we haven't seen very much of it. Really, we haven't heard very much of it for quite a long time. Uh, there's been no kind of Spider-Man news or anything. Did As do, Rich, um, uh, I think they were at Paris Games Week. I was going to say, yeah, I think that's the last we heard, right? Did they yeah. do a trailer with the same character, Mr. It's Negative? Kind of or same stuff, stuff, yeah. So yeah. they're not showing. Either they're keeping He's everything a, a surprise. Know, right? <laughs> God. <laughs> Either they're keeping everything like a surprise or actually not that much of it is done, mm. which is fine. I'd rather they do it right. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I don't think it's coming out this year. Yeah, I think it's fairly optimistic. But you, I don't know. Because I know, I know you're talking about PlayStation's exclusives, but are any of them coming out this year? Bar God of War? Detroit? Like, well, Detroit, Detroit, yeah. Detroit, yeah. Detroit God of War. But like Days Gone, The Last of Us, Spider-Man. Yeah, I really don't know. They're precarious, aren't they? Yeah, all of them. They're, none of them really have proper mm-hmm. release windows or anything. Yeah. So I, I, I don't Sony's know. stuck in a bit of a loop now where they announced a bunch of stuff kind of two years before it came yeah. out. And then they've just talked about it too much so that by the next big sort of show, they yeah. then have to announce more stuff that's not coming out for two years. I felt they should have spaced out their announcements a little bit more, maybe saved some mm. of them. Mm. So there's not as big a gap <laughs> between announcement and release. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. What has it been like? 
couple of years yeah, now. I mean, Andrew House always said that he said a few times he liked Apple's model of going like, and it's available right now. Yeah, I like that. PlayStation never did this. Yeah, no. so I was always like, well, when are you going to do that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Everybody likes that as well because people like surprises, don't they? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you, you, you know, drop that on someone, they're like, oh my God. Well, I have heard apocryphally from people that um, work sort of adjacent to, but not properly in the industry, that Sony just has terrible security. <laughs> Well, yeah, they so like they just leaks, can't keep they? anything secret, mm. and it's not because they're doing it deliberately to like build hype. It's just that they're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> On to what we've been playing this week, and Rich, you were talking about surprises, mm. and something that surprised me yeah. was was the public response the public response the critical response and i suppose it's been out a couple of days now the public response yeah. to monster hunter world now i know the two mm. of you spoke about this a little bit uh when was that it was about two weeks ago you yeah. previewed it but you have this the floor is yours rich walker okay you can yeah. now wax lyrical on the <laughs> delights of monster hunter world a series which you were unfamiliar with now yeah. but Every Monster Hunter coming in the future, you are there with bells on. Oh, man. Uh, Well, I think I mentioned that I played a Wii installment years ago, like back in 2009, 10, something like that. And uh, so I I didn't have big expectations, really, for Monster Hunter World. But um, it's so good. It's amazing that the world, the monsters, the weapons, everything about it is just bang on, Mm. right? I think it's smashing, yeah. Yeah, I've not played a Monster Hunter before, but I thought there are... uh, Everyone sort of knows someone who's like well into kind of Japanese releases. And so there are a few people that are like fucking well into Monster mm. Hunter who would go on about it all the time. Because most of the Monster Hunter releases in sort of the West had come on, on handheld stuff like PSP. Yeah. Mm. And so this were, is... Well, yeah, it started off on PlayStation and then went to Nintendo platforms. There was mm. one on... Yeah, there was one on Wii. Was that Wii or Wii U you played that one? Wii. The original was one on Wii. It was Monster Hunter well. 3, I think. Yeah. yeah, but I think this is the most accessible because, uh, it's, like, it's on everything. It's on everything, yeah. and it's simultaneously pretty much released all over the world. Coming a little bit later in Japan, PC coming a bit later again. Mm. Uh, but there's also worldwide multiplayer as well, so you can just play with anyone. Yeah. Uh, I, that actually was one thing I thought was a bit fiddly. The the actual system for grouping up with people, I think, maybe has one step too many. It's just a little, little more overwrought than it needs to be well i do like um, the gathering hub you can have an arm wrestle and enjoy a drink and <laughs> yeah also sounds really very good. destiny is it is i kind of i haven't played it is there like a yeah a social space yeah, where yeah, you go is. to first yeah you can sit at the bar and yeah eat drink be merry mm-hmm. have an arm wrestle like I say you know very. gather your party for the next hunt it's really cool very nice yeah. um is there because I, I don't know if you touched on this the last time the the story isn't much to write home about. It's not really... I mean, it's kind of like reasons for you to hunt this monster. Yeah, it's enough of a story, right? It's Yeah, it's as much as a, of a story as it needs to be. Hmm. Although there are later on some nice bits where it's talking about like the ecology, the ecology yeah. and like how it's all linked together and stuff. Because some of the areas are really cool. Like, um, in the later areas you go to, there's um, a, a coral reef, basically, that's mm-hmm. a giant coral reef, but without any water. And then below that is an area called the um, is it the Rotten Depth? Oh, the Rotten Vale. The Rotten Vale. Yeah. Uh, and it's immediately like it links together because it's like a whale fall in the ocean. Like when a whale dies, it sinks to the bottom, and then it feeds life for sort of decades to come. And it's that, but like on a huge like yeah. island-wide scale. And it's really cool, like the way they set everything up to link together. And you like you flipped out when you saw the Great Jagras eat something whole. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely was astounded by <laughs> what I was watching because, like you know, the usual line in the, the like in this day and age is like about every game world. If it, it feels like if I wasn't there, it would still, <laughs> you know, it would persist <laughs> yeah. and blah blah yeah. blah. Whereas Monster Hunter World does actually feel that way like you just uh, yeah i was watching you play it and you just rocked off to this world or just whatever the and first so, area, yeah, yeah the, it was like the and the, the first thing i saw forest. was just yeah. yeah this big fuck off bastard <laughs> iguana type thing just eating a smaller monster and just walking just walking along he was grand he got his feed and he <laughs> was happy out and yeah it just felt like again i haven't played it yet but it felt like it was this living, breathing mm. world, which I think is your 
Is that would you say? Is yeah. that, is that your kind of favorite and, part of it? This? Yeah, and I liked rather than just doing the the quests necessarily that you were told to do, where you've got a time limit. I liked uh, just going on a kind of just going camping, essentially Ex- just going on an expedition. Yeah, 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 which is where you can go to an area and just explore it without a time limit, kind of at at leisure. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you die. Uh, it doesn't matter if you faint. Yeah. Um, and you can just kind of get to know the map and get to know the different so you know okay that's a watering hole for this this is this animal's mm-hmm. nest mm-hmm. this is the route that this monster takes so then you feel actually like sort of an accomplished tracker almost because yeah. you're like i know th- this area is where the fucking thing like you, you get to know like the habits of the animals that you're you're hunting like in real life like in real life yeah, you go yeah. fishing column can you catch, go some, fishing, catch some fish? Fishing, wow, it's yeah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah. But you can also dress up as well. Oh so yeah, that's you're my favourite thing of... about it, the fashion hunter, <laughs> that I didn't realise was such a, a big thing. But it is like, there is no reason for the armour to be as as fashionable Outlandish. and beautiful as it yeah. is. And yet, like the outfits in it are amazing because you make them all from like the skin of the monsters you kill, the hide basically. And... Each new monster you encounter, the the smith will go back and like scribble up a new fantastic kind of fucking day to night <laughs> ball gown for you to go hunting in based on that animal skin. Or like, did you have a favourite? Uh, some of them are very different. I really liked the um, uh, the Anjanath one because oh, okay, it has like yeah. a kind of fur fashion cape. Oh, nice. <laughs> fur fashion it cape. Does, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a full cape. It's like a half cape. Yeah. Right. You can kind of see the the elements of the monster within the costume. Mm. So, like the Puke Puke one will have like the colourful Puke Puke feathers on the shoulders. Yeah, and yeah. And then you like can I enjoy when you say that. What yeah, was that I, word again? Puke Puke. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm saying it right. Uh, and then you can obviously you can bring those accents from your outfit into the weapon as well because mm. you can forge weapons. Can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can forge weapons using parts from the monsters as well, which give different status effects like all the armors have different protections and like yeah from different types of damage like fire and ice and stuff because some of the monsters have just evolved to be able to spit ice or whatever. obviously yeah um <laughs> uh, and so then when you apply those bits to your weapons you can make an ice weapon or a poisonous weapon and they have little bits of the monster because like yeah. who gives a shit what the damage is really like i don't care i just want it to look good yeah right. still a hammer <laughs> <laughs> But Did if it's a hammer with a big jagger skin stretched across it, then it all, looks all cool. Yeah. But when you're talking about damage, one thing that I noticed when you were playing it was that you can't tell what damage you're doing to the monsters. Does it ever become um, a slog? Because like, some of these uh, monsters can take... Can. You kind of can, can, but it's more yeah, about... It, you have to kind of pay attention to yeah. I suppose, to yeah, when I say itself, you can't tell, like, there's no... Um, there's not an energy no, bar. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can see how much damage you're doing in terms of how much damage your weapon is doing or whether so you have to keep your weapon sharp mm. or it will will bounce off the the oh. uh, monster's hide also um, um if you lock on there is a little picture of the animal and there's a little um cardio, heart rate monitor heart rate yeah. thingy so you can sort of at the when very that bottom kind of, gets of the flatter, screen you know but i i prefer so um especially with the bigger monsters you can see their their behavior changes so there's in the uh, rotten veil there are these big monsters there's just a fucking pile of bones stuck onto it basically and it rolls at you and once you start damaging it more it kind of it's rolling off its access and it's it access even it's it's uh it starts making like horrible mournful cries as it limps away and then stuff like they they start to to look tired and to be shit at fighting basically as you wear them down. Yeah, they kind of mm-hmm. limp around. Yeah. And and you definitely have to to. I think you need more than one weapon that you can fight with at least because there's a whole different raft of weapons. Some heavier, some faster. There's fourteen different types. Yeah. And you need. I think you need one big heavy. Like I favor the hammer, but if you're up against something that can fly, yeah. you might need something that's yeah. a bit quicker that you can kind of jump about with a bit more. And you do stuff like cripple their wings. They they start to look more tattered and stuff. You can can cripple different limbs on them and and so so, so it's done in an elegant way through mm. like yeah visual yeah definitely hmm. and like if if something's flying away, you start to you can use the environment as well, which is really cool. Like different areas will have different kind of things as part of the ecology of the area that you can then use in a fight. So like. Uh, there's a type of toad called a paratoad that if you kick it and then lure the monster towards it, it'll explode and then it emits this kind of para- paralyzing dust. Or uh, if a monster's flying away, you can use certain types of ammo from the area to shoot it back down. 
uh, so you can attack it again. And get like tangled in vines or you can shoot down rocky outcrops to drop on their head and stuff as well. There's, there's all sorts of options. Like mm. to, to some people, this won't be a surprise, I suppose, but it does seem it does seem like a surprise to the, mm. the wider audience. Yeah, definitely. I'm really glad that I have been able to play it and enjoy it and that other people will too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, but speaking of surprises, a game I knew very little about up until I think, like the day it came out uh, is Celeste. Uh, this is a platformer with a heart, with a heart rich. Oh, uh, it's like it's from the same school as um, school of thinking as say a meat boy a spelunky a uh, give me other ones like that like it's it's proper masochistic mm. um, type of twitch platformer right uh, where as Madeline can I just say I'm yes, out you're out I, I don't do those really I can't I can't do them but yeah oh, go on a sorry shame, but I did enjoy your Deborah Meaden impersonation it was <laughs> spot on <laughs> Spot on. Thanks. Uh, but yeah, as, as Madeline, you must climb this big supernatural mountain called Celeste. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you don't think it's supernatural at first, but then it just kind of goes mad and weird. Right. And your controls are quite simple. Like, all you have is your ability to jump, to dash, which you can only do once when in the air, and your ability to grab onto walls and scale them, really. It's the... Uh, the things in your environment that will uh, kind of change that a little bit, sometimes it'll aid your progress or sometimes impede it. Uh, like, for instance, there are these little green crystals that are scattered throughout scattered throughout the stages that will, when you come in contact with them, give you the ability to dash for a second time in midair. And everything needs to be, like, jumps need to be almost pixel perfect to progress really, which is why I'd imagine where you're, where you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, oh, it's just, it's controls so well. Like, yeah. it really, really does. And, uh, like, everything, like, I mean, I, th- I think I died, it was over a thousand times uh, in my time, because there, there wow. is a, a death counter. Uh, but that's kind of commonplace in a game like this. Yeah. Uh, and each death is... It's almost like a, a lesson learned. It's it's knowledge on your surroundings and the level. Because, like, say, different to a Meat Boy, which has, say, what is it? can't remember. Is it 20 levels in each world? Celeste has these big, massive worlds, but you take them kind of screen by screen. Right. Really. Like, each screen is almost a level unto itself and yeah it's about using the things within your environment to to progress but at the same time it has this really nice story yeah where um uh celeste i was going to say celeste is the mountain madeline is uh, kind of battling her anxiety which actually appears on screen in her in in a physical form uh, and it's called part of you aptly uh and yeah that's just constantly kind of chipping away at your at, at your psyche and questioning whether you can indeed yeah. climb this mountain okay. and it's a nice parallel say uh the part of you chipping away at madeline as yeah. the game is doing with you because okay. you're you're constantly like as you come to a specific bit you may die 30, 40 times yeah, yeah. by doing something very silly and you're questioning, can I do this? And it's like, no, I am <laughs> determined and I can get through this. And it's just, it's it's such a wonderful surprise. It really huh. is and will be like most definitely in the running come the end of the year. Ooh, like it's that big a surprise. F- fucking brilliant, Jen. Wow. It really is. I've looked it up here because I saw people raving about this and specifically it does something uh, kind of cool with the difficulty settings as well. Yes. Uh, um, so it's called assist mode, right? Yeah. And it allows you to kind of, rather than just set it to like easy or, you know, and adjust to kind of all of it, you can adjust specifically the bits that you find difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can uh, change the game speed. Uh, you can put infinite stamina on. You can uh, uh, put on in- invincibility and stuff. So you can specifically... While they do say like the difficulty is part of it, you can specifically adjust just the bits that you find difficult. Yeah, because there there will be occasions where you come across areas that 
will almost break you, as did yeah. as as I did. Did it take a part of you? Uh, it, did, it did very good, Rich. But each mistake is your own, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, not unfair. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there's maybe one element which I've, in the past couple of days, maybe seen drawn up that maybe the wind is a little bit more... There, there's a section where wind comes into play, and maybe that can be seen as not random, but a bit more um, erratic, maybe unpredictable... Yeah. Uh, than say other elements of it but yeah that assist mode can if needs be get you through those maybe trickier bits that you can't get across like because like even the stamina for instance like yeah your stamina yeah. goes down when you're that comes into play when you're attached to a wall um, but this game is made for like say speedrunners yeah like who will be and I'm sure in <clears throat> probably about a week or two weeks time knowing the general public I will see someone like have a run through this game and it will just be like how how the fuck are you doing this did you use assist mode no you didn't no I didn't know did Um, you finish it uh, yes yeah yeah oh wow okay Um, but as I say (laughs) like points of it where it did nearly break me but but like Madeline fighting a part of her I had to fight a part of me Rich that's that's beautiful (laughs) <laughs> almost as beautiful as Shadow of the Colossus oh nothing's as beautiful as Shadow of the Colossus oh, not even Callum's lovely blue eyes Rich hold on oh I, I stand corrected <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much you're making me blush now Rich uh, Shadow of the Colossus has been remade is it as good yeah. as you remember is uh, it better <clears throat> it's possibly better I mean yeah there's always that uh, the rose tinted specs nostalgia syndrome right but it really holds up. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been back to the PS2 original since it released. Um, I briefly played the PS3 remasters in 2011. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so good. Uh, it really um, lives up to, you know, its reputation as one of the best games of all time. I genuinely think it is. Has much changed? Like, other, um, other, other than how it looks, obviously. Yeah. They've um, modernised the control system, so there's um, a new uh, controller layout, um, and I think they've maybe just tightened it up a bit. It feels fresh. It feels like a modern game, if that makes sense. Um, I suppose, yeah. Outline it for for me, someone who hasn't played Shadow of the Classes. How right? How did it used to control, and how does it control now? How's it? Well, I mean, it seemed a little bit floaty kind of back in the day um camera was sometimes a bit dodgy i mean those issues still persist to an extent but they're not as bad um but i mean the the biggest part of it is the the visual aspect of it it's got a photo mode now and i think i was using it every three minutes because it just you'll just be struck by like a, a snapshot mm-hmm. you'll be standing like at the top of a tower or something and the angle will sort of look down into a massive ravine with waterfalls and stuff and you just be like oh god just mm-hmm. i've got to stop and take it all in and, and take a picture and it's just it's amazing and the gameplay's great as well just like every encounter with each colossi just yeah stunning i've seen people talk about the kind of the sense of scale yeah you get from from the colossuses yeah <laughs> i believe colossuses is acceptable now i don't know I think it's like octopi and octopuses Octopus- and cacti and cactuses. Yeah, yeah Either, no one really cares. Right? I, yeah, think no one are, cares. Uh, I think you are a load. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that, that kind of thing isn't really attempted in games that much. Mm. I mean, how big are the colossi? Well, some of them colossuses? are massive. There's one uh, airborne one later on. It's fucking huge. I mean, it's enormous. It takes like a, a while to run kind of end to end. Right. Um, and then there's the final boss, which is massive it's like an epic climb to get up there Mm -hmm. and uh it yeah that was every bit as hard as i remember it being uh so like your your memories your memories of shadow of the classes haven't been affected negatively it's not like uh, when darth vader screamed no no. no. if anything it's kind of brought them back anew i mean the first Hmm. thing i did is i ran straight to the first colossus because i remembered where he was um and i brought him down in a minute and a half so i was like yeah, great. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> I'm I'm home again, kind of thing. It's no, it's just awesome. And if you haven't played it, you really kind of owe it to yourself to play it. If you've got a PS4, especially a pro, get that shit, play it, love it. 
understand why it is one of the best games of all time, and uh, yeah, it is. You are almost a jail sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly let's go bowling? This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Bell, and you, Rich Walker, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 1993. 1900. <laughs> and 93. And 93. Ooh. Clue number two. My series has been rebooted. Twice. Twice. With the most recent one coming in 2016. 2016. Mm. Clue number three. I make notes every week when you... I don't know why. It doesn't help me. <laughs> My 1997 effort had two different names. One for America and one for those in Europe and Australia. But it's usually referred to its American name these days. Also which I don't have written down here. The, my original game, similar story, basically. <laughs> 1993. Oh. Okay. So two different names, but commonly referred to by its American name now. Clue number four. Being, a, being an anthropomorphic animal has its perks. I get to fly around the galaxy. Stop. Alice Bell. Fox. Fox McPilot. <laughs> Do a barrel roll, that guy. I don't know. <laughs> ah! What's his last name? Stop. Uh, Rich Isn't it just Star Fox. No. Incorrect. Alice, <laughs> Alice Bell. Please just give it to me. I don't know what his name is. You do. Oh, stop. Rich Walker. Isn't it something like Fox McCloud or something? And this week's winner. Oh, Rich come on! <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. You gave me that. <laughs> oh Oh my god But you knew You even said Fox McPilot <laughs> So close Clearly the man's name Is now Fox McPilot <laughs> Well I know Obviously it's not uh, To go through the clues oh. Clue number one My first appearance In a video game Came in 1993 Star Fox Or over here mm. Star Wing Clue number two My series has been Rebooted twice With the most recent one Coming in 2016 Star Fox Zero On Wii U My 1997 effort Had two different names One for America And one for those In Europe uh, Over here It was Lilith Wars Over there It was Star oh, Fox yeah. uh, Being an anthropomorphic Animal has its parks I get to fly around the galaxy He does Star Or what's his <laughs> name Fox McPilot um, And clue number five Which we didn't get to say Weirdly, the seventh game in my main series was titled Blank 2. Star Fox 2. But then that is because it was originally cancelled back in the day and was only released last year. Alice Bell. On the SNES Mini, right? Uh, On the SNES Mini, yeah. I feel mine was the moral victory. Yeah, no, yeah. uh, yeah. I should give you that one, really. I don't want your pity (laughs) points. Questions, comments, opinions, queries, gripes. You've got them. We talk about them. Yeah, I feel like you're homing in on it, aren't you? Yeah. Getting I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, this is the part of the show where you say stuff to us, basically. You send in questions or comments or whatever. And uh, yeah, we relay them to the audience. Mm. Uh, which uh, you can you can get a hold of us either by replying to our tweet that we send out every Tuesday through videogamer.com or emailing us podcast at videogamer.com Jack Churchill emailed us and he said I've been playing Dragon Age again played for the first time last year Origins does still hold up even on PS3 so now it's all I can think about here are some questions one are you worried that EA will meddle in DA4 um, or Bad Egg or is Bioware big enough to push back against them two have you read any of the Dragon Age books are they good and three Rich and Alice what are the races genders classes of your three main DA characters I'm so glad you asked. Should we, should we do these in order? <laughs> do yeah. these in order. So are you worried that EA will meddle in Dragon Age 4? Yes. Or is Bioware going to push back? <laughs> yes, I, I am But how do, we know, how do we know? that? Like, I, I can't see what they could do to meddle. Do you know what I mean? They, you can't Live put, elements? You can't yeah, put, exactly. That stinks yeah, of meddling already, if you ask me. If that's post-story shit, though, then Still wh- meddling. Whatever. How do you know that that was their idea? What? Oh yeah, it sure. It might not have been. Sure. I mean, you, that... you look me in the eye and tell me that what didn't come from me. Uh, oh, yeah, it probably did. Um, but they've had multiplayer stuff with loot 
crates before, haven't they? And it was kind of un- unintrusive. I've never played Dragon Age Inquisition's multiplayer. Have you? No. <laughs> so you know, it's it. You know, it's there if you mm. want it. You don't have to. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm not too worried about that. Have you read any of the books? No. I, I have, have a feeling Alice has. Yeah, yeah. They're um, they're good as like video game books go, but I, they're not like great Is literature. That qualifier or though. Yeah. Basically, they're, yeah. They're good video game books yeah, rather they're like, than books. They're better than like the Assassin's Creed novelization. <laughs> You've oh, read wow. them too? <laughs> one of them, yeah. <laughs> what was which, that like? which one? It wasn't great. Oh. I think Any I have other a couple game of books? comic books, maybe. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, no. Oh, I did read the um, the comic books that were... So, you know, Wolf Among Us is based on... Fables, yeah. Fables. yeah I, I, so I read I Fables. reading fa- Fables after But then Wolf I also like well. Fables after the Wolf Among Us came out. Fables brought out some comics that were based on the Wolf Among Us. Oh, nice. <laughs> Strange recursive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and your races, genders, classes of your, th- of your main... Uh, so, uh, my warden was a human noble, uh, female fighter. Um, my hawk, uh, is a lady mage and, uh, I've got a couple of inquisitors actually, I guess my main, main one would be, um, uh, I guess it would be the, uh, the elf, um, mage. But I've also got a canary rogue who's really fun and a uh, human fighter as well. Yeah, so my Origins Warden character was a boring elf rogue who looked like shit and was shit. Um, yeah, I don't like him much. Uh, my hawk was um, basically the default. I just tried to make him look like me <laughs> and he ended up just looking like the default character. Um, so yeah, he was he was boring as well. Uh, he was one of those sort of sword-wieldy barbarian type characters sort of dual two-handed mm-hmm. single sword and my female inquisitor was kind of similar but she was kind of a big amazonian uh type who'd been through a lot of shit she had like a scarred face and yeah she was a badass she was probably my best yeah. dragon age character i, I think i'm I gonna like for, for the next one i'm i think i'm gonna go with a dwarf because actually the dwarf origin right. in origins is i think probably one of the best ones it's really good Okay. Noah says, Hello, my friends and I were inspired to run Pogmire by your very good Let's Play. Of course, what Noah is referring to is Dice Bandits, which you can watch by heading to youtube.com forward slash TV. Noah continues on. As a first time DM, also a second try at P&P role playing, the session quickly turned into chaos. At one point, I begged, please enter the room for story purposes. So, any tips to be a good DM? Alice Bell, I believe you have been on the case. Well, I did ask Dean, who is our um, uh, our DM for Pugmire, if he had any tips. But he just he just said, because I, I relayed uh, Noah's message, and he just said, haha, amazing, I'm so happy. But he is very busy. He didn't actually give any tips. <laughs> but he he is- didn't understand... <laughs> No, he was just like, "Ha ha, that's fine." Yeah, 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 because he is very busy running actual theatre at the moment. Yeah, because um, he's a real person in real life. Uh, but um, from what I can gather, because I haven't, I think I, I DM'd like once a long time ago. But Did you? Yeah, like not properly though. Um, you have to basically be aware th- that that will happen. That they will, like the players will ignore your carefully crafted plot hook mm-hmm. and just crowd around a random NPC that you didn't think like uh, very much the how you spent five minutes interrogating a, yep. a woman in our latest episode of uh, Dice Bandits mm-hmm. interrogating a woman about her relationship with her children and how well they were doing at school yeah which was probably not meant to <laughs> when, be no, part it of the story at all no it wasn't meant to be like, part yeah. of it at all like he hadn't even given them names and you insisted that Mrs. Murphy was having an effect like yep. um, so you have to plan for that to happen, essentially. Plan for your plan to go wrong. So, like, uh, plan for them to ignore plot hooks. Plan for them to, um, uh, to destroy, like, part of your plot by just doing a really good social role or, and all this kind of stuff. And so have, already have, uh, kind of ideas of how to get around that happening, I guess. So, like, when we played Shadowrun, Dean, uh, DM'd for us then as well my Shadowrun group and for the first mission he'd written up like four or five different endings depending on what we did that he had already to hand so it was like mm-hmm. this is if you do it well this is if you do it badly this is if you do it really badly this is, uh, yeah. like and we still kind of did one that he wasn't really expecting which is that we did it really badly but also forgot to turn off any security cameras so we were like all over the internet and stuff as well the in-game internet 
This is all like just planned for it to go wrong, basically. Is uh, the main one I've taken away. Michael asks, what monster from popular culture would you like to hunt Monster Hunter style? I suppose a werewolf or something, because I think I'd have the inside track as a as see, a hairy man. See, I was in, I, <laughs> I'd, I, know, I'd know I it's expecting next that move. One. I was expecting you to come out with your biting satire that you're known for and say Donald Trump or something oh yeah but yeah that guy because like I just thought that like somebody prick. should say it somebody yeah. somebody needs to say it Donald Trump that massive twat I'd like to hunt That'd him be really easy though yeah be too- be. well no actually he'd have like loads of like I mean, support, yeah, have- support class monsters yeah. around him you'd have to get through all the mobs first yeah that's true yeah, yeah. Um, still yeah that's a good yeah I think- I'll go with that instead uh <laughs> <laughs> I think like a a sea monster, like like the Nessie or like a Kelpie or something, <laughs> or a, or a mermaid. Or about a kraken? Yeah, a kraken. Is would a mermaid be good. a monster? Yeah. Doesn't seem like the sort of thing you'd hunt, though, does it? Like Ariel. Well, no. <laughs> Seems kind of harsh. <laughs> Please, you read, no! <laughs> if you read the original uh, Ariel like story, little mermaid story, it's really, really grim and dark and like. Oh, those are like the point. Yeah, point point real, she throws herself in the water and drowns. It's terrible. Oh, jeez, why didn't they add that in the Disney, Disney version? Disney, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that that song takes on a really horrible dark. Um, <laughs> Ian asks, "Can you remember the game or moment you realised that games were actually really cool?" And I don't mean in a wide-eyed "that looks amazing" kind of way. So I was intrigued to see how you, you this question came up, and I was like, "I wonder how Alice and Richard would answer that." Like, when, when did you realise games were cool? Because I think that's obviously very much open to interpretation. Yeah. yeah, I always felt like when I had my Mega Drive, I was a little bit of a geek. And even though I I thought Streets of Rage and all that was really cool, I didn't get the impression that everyone else did. But I remember the game for me that I think made me think, yeah, games are cool, was Metal Gear Solid, I think. The opening to that, I I was like, this is fucking stylish. This Mm -hmm. is like a movie. Yeah. So that for me, I think. I I don't know. Like, I got into games because my brother had a few PC games. He was into, like, uh, top-down RPG stuff. So I remember specifically really strongly remember him teaching me how click to move worked with uh diablo 2 so he was like okay click front of the character but like keep don't wait for her to stop like keep clicking in front of the character um so that was like really cool because i'd like that was the only time i got to spend time with my big brother where he wasn't being mean to me to be cool right yeah um uh we have a very great relationship now though it's fine um and then i remember like not really finding anyone in my year group that was into games to kind of talk to uh, until, like, all through school, um, until I got to university, which is quite a long time. So I was, like, playing games and stuff. I had an Xbox and things like that. Um, but then when I got to university, like, people liked me because we had a thing in common. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> and then after that, like, retroactively, I found like, loads of people who were in the year above me and stuff like games as well. And I was like, oh, we should have hung out. Like, Your story's yeah. way better than mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's human interest story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you stir your cup of tea clockwise around? I want to know what your answer is. What's yours? I mean, it's probably Metal Gear Solid, yeah. Yeah. Because... No, it's funny how opinions change over time. And mm. I mean, I was a child when I played Metal Gear Solid, so I suppose I have a different opinion now. But like, uh, whereas, see, now when games strive to be films, mm. it boggles my mind because like, just yeah. fucking use... Be a game. Yeah. yeah, be a game. Use your medium mm. to your advantage. Do things. Like, I'm not even necessarily saying take out cutscenes at all. Mm. I'm just saying do stuff. Like, I always go back to the opening shot of... um and uh, um, not Phantom Pain, the other one, Ground Zeroes. Yeah. Where the camera does impossible things. Yeah. Like it does impossible things that you could never do in a film, but mm-hmm. it is still quite cinematic, whatever. But like at the time when Metal Gear Solid came out, do you know, yeah, like you, Rich, it was like, Jesus, this is like a film. Well, just you know? ev- everything as well. Like so, the yes, um, stylish, the score, the, yeah. the how it looked, how it was well, shot. Like all the all the novel things that Kojima did as well, though, like um, finding the codec code on the actual ah! box and the <laughs> Psycho Mantis reading your memory cards. And you like a pro evolution <laughs> saga, don't you, Richard? Yeah, exactly, all that stuff. I see you've just... played Castlevania before. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. How does he know <laughs> what Konami games I like? <laughs> yeah. He's not mentioning any of the other ones. Yeah, but still spooky. So yeah, anyway, uh, that stuff was cool. Um, how do you start your cup of tea, clockwise or anti-clockwise? Clockwise. Clockwise, yeah. Yeah, always. I yeah. think I go anti. I, when I got what? to square, I, I was think there, you do, actually. I yeah. was trying to think, and I was like, I 100%. Yeah, it feels more natural. You yeah. also, like... Rebel. When you, oh, when here we you, go. Um, go on, it's fucking attack well, no, no, I'm not attacking you. I was saying, like... <laughs> and when, another thing. <laughs> when you make someone coffee... Or like when you when you made me a lemsip when I was sick, you do you stir it really you pour the water really slowly in and you stir as you pour it and you make it with a great deal of care, yeah, like more care than I put when I make someone a coffee because you're like no I want to make sure everything's all like dissolved okay, I, in and stuff. I'll allow that because that was a nice thing. I thought you were going elsewhere with that. Um, <laughs> what did you think? My, was it? Actually, I've waited all the time to tell you your tea is shit. You Michael, shit tea. Michael asks. Um, what do you think of the Shadow of the Colossus remake being £24? Have Sony decided that's how much that kind of game can be sold for based on The Last Guardian sales? Or is it just because they know it is old, so it should be lower? Well, remakes generally tend to be cheaper, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's... Uh, and it's rightfully underpriced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, Shadow of the Colossus is worth every penny. Well, if you don't buy it, you're a fool, a fool. Like, like, if you think it's that good, then it should be provided free by the state, you know. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, it should be prescribed. Absolutely. Uh, and Ross McMahon asks, any plans for the big podcast 250 in a couple of weeks? Y- yes. Let's just say yes say and maybe yes. figure out something. I, mean, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out, Ross. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. We'll have a live audience here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can we just have canned laughter? Uh, that's a much yeah. better idea. <laughs> I like that. It creates work, but I also enjoy it. Okay. I also enjoy that idea. Um, sadly, that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. Of course, the wonderful VGBG VIPs who get this 24 hours earlier. Uh, you'll also be getting an extended bit as well. So thank you very much, as always, for your $4.50 a month. You'll also be getting uh, your edition of VGBG Radio as well this week, which is Dialogue Options, where we talk shit. So look forward to that. Um, you can also... What else can you do? Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter if you want. I am at Conan underscore Hearn. Rich is at RichieWA2. Alice is on Twitter at BabyGotBellin. Video Gamers on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram at VideoGamerCom. And YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash VideoGamerTV. Um, and there was one I missed there in the middle, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. If you want, yeah, if you want to email the show... Do so, podcast at videogamer.com. But for all of your video gamer needs, just head to videogamer.com. And now it's time for my least favorite party show. This is the party show where we must bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye, Rich Walker. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Alice Bell. Adios. And say goodbye, Colm <laughs> Hearn Sloan. Go forward. <laughs>